Entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart. You're the first one in, last one out, and you do whatever it takes to succeed. Nonetheless, 25 million Americans have chosen the entrepreneurial life because it's equal parts demanding and fulfilling. Welcome to the People First, Then Profit podcast. Join hospitality veteran, photographer, and entrepreneur Don Mamoni each week as he hosts a candid, no-holds-barred conversation with successful business owners and entrepreneurs eager to share their professional secrets with you. Like his crazy Italian family does on Sunday nights, he's serving up a healthy portion of inspiration, motivation, and education, so I hope you're hungry. Now, here's your host, Don Mamoni. All right, everybody, welcome to the People First Then Profit podcast. I'm Don Mamoni, and I'm here with Janet Fish. Janet is joining us to tell us a little bit about her secrets as to how you can achieve financial freedom and success as a business owner and entrepreneur, which, as we all know, is one of the most intimidating parts of being in business for yourself. Thanks for being here, Janet. Hey, super excited to be here. Thanks, Don. You bet. So the first thing I'm going to do is read your bio, which I love so many things about. We can talk about that. And then we're going to talk about your book and your concept and these 10 steps to help everybody out. Here we go. A reformed corporate executive turned serial entrepreneur, Janet has found her passion in coaching others. Known as a PAK, professional ass kicker, Janet challenges her clients to get out of their own way and get into massive action using the 10-step process she's developed while coaching over a thousand entrepreneurs in 16 countries. Janet helps her clients start or grow their business, make lots of money, and invest it for the long-term growth and security. Janet is the host of the Breakaway Entrepreneur podcast and author of the best-selling book on Amazon, Quit Your Day Job, 10 Steps to Finding Financial Freedom. Hi. Welcome. Hi. This is amazing uh, to have a best-selling author, to have somebody that ha is so well-known around the world to have worked with entrepreneurs in 16 different countries. And we're talking five digits, 1,000 entrepreneurs. I'm humbled and so happy to have you here. I'm super happy to be here. Thank you, Don. You bet. So you are, well, the first thing that I noticed about your bio that I love is you're a professional ass kicker. And I assume that's because of your no holds barred, I'm going to just hold you accountable type of, of attitude and, and way in which you support them. Is that accurate? Yeah, I, I definitely am. I mean, you've known me a little bit. I am definitely direct. I and, and I know a lot of coaches that approach it from the soft and how you doing kind of a way. And that's just not my style. My style is, I mean, you're paying me a lot of money to get where you want to go. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think you're doing any service if you're not pushing people to their limit, pushing them to the challenge. I had a really good friend of mine say in one of my podcast episodes, the way that I have grown through my life is through, is through some of the biggest challenges I've had. The bigger the challenge, the more the growth. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, I'm not mean, but I'm direct. And I will help you get where you want to go if you're willing to do the work to get there. I love that. I tell people that if I want to pat on the head or someone to encourage me, I'll call my mother or my sister or my wife. If I want somebody to actually sort of take it to me and help me understand what I need to do to grow and learn and change. Those people can oftentimes do that for me, but they're usually more inclined to, to hug me. <laughs> so yeah. we need people like you in our lives to get to the next level. The next thing is it said reformed corporate executive turned serial entrepreneur. Tell me more about that. 
So I spent my early career in California, Silicon Valley. Well, actually, I was in New York, and then I was in Silicon Valley, so I kind of got both. But I was a corporate person for a very long time, and I was very successful at it. I had a really good job at the time that I ended up quitting in 2005. I was making a boatload of money working, you know, four hours a day, mm. taking off whenever I wanted to take off. But I was not... I wasn't satisfied. I was I wasn't challenged, and mm -hmm. I felt like every time I went to my boss, and you know, you see a lot of that in, co in corporate America with some new ideas or some different ways to do things. It was like, no, we're going to do it the way we're going to do it. And so I just felt like, you know, at that time, I still had a lot to give, mm -hmm. and I wasn't getting anywhere in corporate America. I didn't necessarily like some of the levels of integrity that people had, and I found an organization, a group of people that I joined because I wanted to learn how to invest money. So it was, I had no intention of ever quitting my job. I had no intention of becoming an entrepreneur, but I found this group of entrepreneurs and I was looking at, at investing all this money that I had in real estate. And then I got the bug about becoming an entrepreneur and it took me a while to actually get there. And now I'm totally unemployable. I mean, there's no way I could ever <laughs> go back. No one, I just, I just couldn't do it. Being an entrepreneur is it's one of the hardest things you'll do, mm -hmm. but it's one of the most satisfying things that I've ever done. It's really interesting because of the people that I've had the pleasure to get to know over my years, but also the people I've had the pleasure of interviewing for this podcast, one of the common denominators that I find is many people walk away from a very successful career with a very high paying salary or a great benefits package, something that monetarily does not leave them hurting. They leave it. They leave it to become an entrepreneur or a business owner because of sort of the element of what you said. They're just not fulfilled or satisfied. That requires a great deal of courage and faith, wouldn't you say? Well, and I think right now, in fact, that the podcast that I just released yesterday, I kind of talk about, I think right now, people, there are some people whose backs are against the wall and maybe they hadn't really considered becoming an entrepreneur, but their jobs are not coming back or their jobs are not coming back anytime soon. And so I think there's a lot of people out there that are starting to think about what's their next thing. What am I going to do? Whether it's in the interim before their job comes back. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people that you know and that are in your community, or maybe it never comes back. And so what am I going to do? So I did a podcast on Monday that just talks about how do you get started? Is now a good time to start? And then how do you get started? And I started with the first five steps of my 10 steps, which is, you know, just how do you start a business? And so I just think there's a lot of people... It's hard, and I think a lot of people don't know what to do, but if they work with people who do know what to do, it can be the most amazing thing that they've ever done, and they can come out of this pandemic in a, in a, in a way that they never even dreamed of and doing something that they never ever thought they could, loving it and making money doing it. That's another common thread that I find is that oftentimes people look back at where they are now and think, I never thought I would have blank. And when they could fill that blank in with anything uh, when it comes to what they're doing now, they just didn't see it coming. And I think that's a fun thing to think about is that you just never know where your path might take you. The other thing that I think is so important about what you just said is you have to find the right people to walk that path with you. You referenced or said to the, you know, if you find the right people too, and again, we can put a, an open-ended end to that sentence, find the people to do blank. If they're walking that path with you, it makes it easier. And we're going to talk about some of the steps in your 10-step process in a minute. I'm very excited because I think if anything, people need processes and procedures to help them because like I said, it takes a great deal of courage and faith. Folks like you, with all the knowledge and experience, sharing a process with them is going to make that just a little bit easier. And and, and never do it alone. I mean, I, mm -hmm. it's just don't do it alone. Even this podcasting, I met you through mm -hmm. people who are teaching us 
podcasting and how to you know succeed in podcasting i wouldn't want to be doing it alone you Mm -mm. need to you need to get together with people and hire people that help you get to the next level of whatever of whatever it is you're doing and so you just don't have to do it alone and i see too many people trying to do it alone and then they get they talk to their friends and their family who aren't doing it and they get discouraged and then people talk them out of it and then they stop there's a lot of people out here that support us and so don't let that be the thing that that stops you from doing something great it's interesting because I, if I think if I'm really and truly honest with myself, if I could tell the entrepreneur me 15 years ago, one thing to do differently, it's that I wouldn't have bootstrapped it and fought and clawed my way so hard. I mean, you know, there's a certain, I think, expected pride that comes from that. And maybe it was just, I don't know what it was in me, maybe a lack of knowledge, a, an unwillingness to accept that you can invest money in more than just inventory and mm-hmm. education. You can you can invest in other things. But man, I I tell you, if I could look back and tell myself something 15 years ago to say, spend X amount of dollars and make this process infinitely less difficult on you or less lonely, just do that. I really wish I could tell him that. So thank you for sharing that. You have been an entrepreneur and a successful business coach for the last 15 years. That is not a short period of time. And I know this is going to be a hard question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What's one of the most important things you've learned or one of the few important things you've learned out of being a successful coach for entrepreneurs and business owners for the last 15 years? Oh, there's so many things and definitely don't do it alone and invest in help and invest in coaches. And I'll say embrace embrace the challenge like we uh, my my podcast is the uh, breakaway entrepreneur and we talk about mindset Mm -hmm. and mindset is so key to it so and we don't really grow unless we're we're challenged that's the greatest way to 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 grow so i would say the thing that i've learned is to embrace the challenges i mean we're all going through some challenges right now and Mm -hmm. i've i taught i've got some clients who are you know in their bedrooms under the covers waiting for it all to be over that's the one way that you know that's one way to handle i wouldn't necessarily recommend that but there's a lot of us who are embracing the challenge that we have in front of us and there are days i don't have any idea what i'm doing but i'm embracing new things because i know that that's gonna that's gonna serve me well mm-hmm. and don't be afraid to do that and when you don't want to get out of bed in the morning call somebody yeah uh, call somebody and, and and say hey i'm having a bad day i mean i've had bad days as we all have, I'm sure have had. So know how to get yourself out of that, either personally or with the help of somebody else, but embrace the challenge. It's uh, So we go back to don't do it alone, right? Mm-hmm. Especially when there's challenges out there. The things that you've said that really resonate so much with me, Janet, are community. How important community is right now over the last six months. I've spent an exceptional amount of time trying to build a community of people, not only for myself, because I know I need that. And my wife and I, we need that as members of the events and hospitality industry, which I like to mention as often as I can, that it's one of the hardest hit and one of the easiest overlooked industries out there is the events and hospitality industry. So we've needed that community. But the other thing is the persistence it takes to be an entrepreneur and a business owner, right? One of the, I can't, I can't claim it, but one of the things I I heard that resonates so well and is so funny, funniest thing as entrepreneurs, we jump off the cliff and build a plane on the way down. I mean, there's just no other way to do it because you never know what the world is going to serve up. Yep. And this year it's COVID next year, who knows what it might be. And you always have to sort of plan for that. But sometimes no matter what planning you do, you just have to be ready to react. And that sometimes means just cowabunga, I'm jumping off and I'll figure it yeah. out on my way down. Yeah. I mean, I, I've done a lot of that in the last six months or eight months or however long this has been going on. I started my podcast January 17th. That was my, when I 
released my first couple of episodes. We're still going strong. It's growing and all of that. But I didn't know what I was doing. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I was just keep, keep at it and keep at it. And then when I got to the point, and we'll give Turnkey Podcast and, and those guys uh, a little, a little uh, reach out, Doug Sandler and those guys, I, got, I was at the point where I was like, I've done everything that I know how to do. And so I, I, you know, I was 35 episodes in or 33 episodes in. So I'd been doing it for a long time. I knew how to get guests and edit and all of that. But I'm like, what's next? Mm-hmm. So I joined that. That's how I met you. I joined those that's guys. Right. I spent a bunch of money and Hey, last week, $1,500 in, spo- in sponsorships. Amazing. Like who, who would have thought that? So it's, it's community, but it's also investing in, in how you get to the next level. Otherwise you're just, you're, you can just be spinning your wheels and, and we're, I, I haven't even begun to implement the stuff that those guys have talked about. So that's just the very beginning mm-hmm. of the growth with the help of other people. And it's interesting because we called it, you know, of course you have your 10 step process. He calls it the ultimate podcast launch formula, but the common term there, right? Process, formula, things that you all have done enough times where you've gone through the heartaches, the pains, the pitfalls, and you've said, Hey, this formula works, this process works. And I agree with you at the end of those calls with Doug and the team, I've made so many notes that I can only implement so much between calls where I know I'm going to have to do stuff long past when the course itself is over. And how fun and exciting to think that I can continue to grow and continue to advance, move to the next level long after the course is over because they're delivering so much content. So you're right, 100%. It's worth investing in that. Shout out to those guys. 100% shout out to those guys, Doug and Strick and Tim and the team. You guys are amazing. Yeah. yeah. We'll put a link to their their contact information in the show notes. So if Absolutely. you're interested, if you are have started a podcast, you're interested in starting a podcast, it truly is, it's a game changer. I got to imagine working with a thousand entrepreneurs in 16 countries over the last 15 years, you might have identified some common mistakes, perils, pitfalls that we go through that you've seen happen repeatedly. Yeah. A couple that you want to share that we as business owners and entrepreneurs can learn from? Yeah. So one, just start. It helps to have a process to follow, mm-hmm. but just start. Two, marketing is the key component of what we do in our business. And so too many people that I've worked with over the years when they've come to me don't really have a marketing plan. And so you absolutely have to have a marketing plan. You've got to have marketing strategies. You have to have them written down and you have to follow them. You have to look at them every single day. You have to figure out what's working and what's not working. And then I would think the and the kind of tied to that, but the biggest thing, I don't know, I don't want to use the, the word mistake, but the biggest things that people don't do is go back and analyze what they're doing. So you've got a lot of entrepreneurs. I mean, I like to say entrepreneurs work really hard. Uh, you know, they're not sitting in the, on the couch, you know, mm-hmm. eating bonbons. They are working really, really hard. Oftentimes they don't know what to do and when to do it. And that's kind of where I come in with my 10 step process. But oftentimes they don't go back and look at what they're doing and analyzing, is it working? Especially mm-hmm. around their marketing activities. Mm-hmm. So you should have a written down marketing plan that says these are the 10 things, five things, four things I'm going to do for my marketing. And then you should have, what do you want that marketing plan to do? I want it to get me names and email addresses. I want to get it to get me uh, people to book a strategy session to me with me so I can actually have a conversation with them. So I know what my intended outcome is. I know what I want them to do. And the first Monday of every month, I get out my plan and Mm -hmm. I say, how am I doing? Is it working? Did I get names and email addresses? Have I booked appointments? Have those appointments turned into sales? And so to be intentional, to write it down and then to analyze it is something that I think is imperative. I mean, I know entrepreneurs who don't even have a revenue forecast of what they expect to make this month and next month and the following month. 
it's like getting in your car and saying, well, I'm going to go to the bank, but never figuring out where the heck the bank is. Like you mm -hmm. need to have a plan and you need to know what your expectation is. And I'll say one other thing, because I can go on about this forever. Sure. Um, <laughs> so you've got a marketing strategy and you know what you want it to do. But a revenue model or a revenue forecast is how many of the things that I sell of the things that I sell, am I going to sell this month? So, you know, I've got my book, a little plug for my book. So mm -hmm. let's say I'm going to sell 25 of my book this month. So that automatically puts you into, well, how am I going to do that? Okay, so that if I commit to selling 25 of these books this month, how mm -hmm. am I going to do that? That goes to marketing. So I'm going to go on social media. I might run an ad. I might send an email to my, my list. Um, but the, the commitment to I'm going to sell X number of these in this time period leads you directly to how the heck am I going to do it, which mm -hmm. gets you into action to make it happen. And that's... That's just a critical component that a lot of people don't do. They don't forecast revenues. So then they're like, well, I didn't, I made, you know, eight bucks last month. Okay, well, I didn't really have a plan on what I wanted to make. I made $8,000 last month, but I really wanted 10. Mm -hmm. So, or I forecast a 10. So what can I do differently to take my eight to 10? I bet you that's changed over the years quite a bit, Janet, because I feel like marketing with a purpose was much easier to understand 10 years ago, 15 years ago, when marketing had fewer outlets than it does now. I think that people believe that marketing, just for the sake of marketing, sort of shouting into the ether, they can kind of <laughs> check the check the marketing box, right? Well, I've got my Instagram, I've got my Facebook, I'm, I'm putting myself out there. But ultimately, to crystallize what you said, it's really, really important to have a metric and a mm -hmm. goal behind what you're marketing. Otherwise, there's zero opportunity to say you've succeeded or failed. And let's just be candid, vanity metrics like engagements even and likes are definitely not something that is going to propel you forward at least fiscally speaking, right? You can Correct. have 10,000 followers on Instagram and that's great. But if nobody's buying anything, if you're not Absolutely. selling anything, it's not worth it. It's Absolutely. not, it, there's, there's no value there. So that's awesome. So uh, this is a great segue because I'm confident that some of your book, the 10 steps that you've put together probably speak to this. So I'm going to go ahead and read it again. This is the Amazon best-selling book, Quit Your Day Job. 10-step process to achieve financial freedom. Let's get into that a little bit. Tell us about the first few steps or however you want to kind of tee that up for us. Yeah, so I'll really quickly go through just the first couple of steps. So the first is to figure out what business you're going to go into. Mm -hmm. And we can go into a long debate of passion and do you have to be passionate about it and all of that. And I buy that a little bit, but it really depends on what are your skills. Mm -hmm. So what have you done in the past? What do people tell you're good at? Passion is important, but it's funny. I tell people it's amazing how passionate you can get about selling pens when $10,000 worth of pens goes into your bank account, right? Mm -hmm. $10,000 worth of sales. So figure out what business you're going you're gonna to be in. The next step is who you're selling to. So your target market. Mm -hmm. and defining who those are they're you know all the the demographics of age and income level and gender and then their interests and all those things so define who you're selling to the third step what are you selling so that's a product funnel so what mm -hmm. are you going to give away at the top of the funnel and then what are you going to sell that's inexpensive and then what are your core products at the bottom so know what products are you're going to sell you don't need a ton of them and you actually don't need to have products sometimes people start selling affiliate products or somebody else's so that's the the third the third step fourth step is do a revenue model forecast your mm -hmm. revenues 
And then the fifth step, and I'll stop there because I won't go through all of them because you've got to read the book to get the rest of them. But the fifth step is turn that revenue model forecast into what are your marketing strategies? What am I actually going to do? What an amazing escalation of sort of looking inward to find out what you excel at. There has to be a certain amount of passion. I've said that because if you're not, there's a minimum viable amount of passion because if you're not, you won't, you won't fight Agreed. through. You'll, you'll give up so because it is hard work. So first you're looking in and then you're looking out and you're trying to find your customer and you're trying to find what it is that you're going to offer them. It's really interesting because something that's always made me sad is you hear about some of the statistics when it comes to business owners mm -hmm. and entrepreneurs, how rapidly they unfortunately don't convert and don't succeed. Largely, and in many cases, that has not to do with the value of their message, how important what they're doing is, or how good they are at it. It's that they're not good at business. Well, in one of the things I'll add that I think is super important, and I don't think everybody thinks about it this way, find a problem that you solve, mm -hmm. right? And so I, this concept of aspirin versus vitamin marketing. So if I wake up at two o'clock in the morning and I have a migraine headache or I have a headache, I might get in the, in the car and go to the store and buy some aspirin. But if I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like, I wish I was a little healthier. I should take some vitamins. I'm not going to get in the car and go mm -hmm. to the store and buy some vitamins. So I, when I look at marketing and I look at your message, it's the answer to these two questions. What problem do I solve? What challenge do I solve? And then mm -hmm. how do I un uniquely solve it? And that's the key to your marketing message, going out there and finding, identifying the problem and then helping people understand why you're the guy that's going to fix that problem. It's pretty neat too, because if I continue with your analogy, right, your metaphor, that is your ideal client, somebody who's suffering from a headache and you sell a headache solution. But if you're also in the game of like, hey, now that I've solved your headache for you, may, now might be a really great time for you to start thinking about just generally being healthier. I also offer this wonderful product, which is a vitamin that you can take that will help you ensure that you're doing the best you can to be healthy. You've gained that client through solving their problem in a unique and creative way at the right price and all those wonderful things. And then you've earned their trust. And then you sell them down the funnel, which is why you have a product funnel. Like you've got your product set down here and then I cross sell them to another product. Awesome. And as a relationship marketer, I love everything about that because you're willing to put the time and the energy in to determine who your ideal customer is, how you can solve their problem, how you can then earn their trust and how that relationship is pervasive. It's ongoing. Yeah. And to be transparent in my view, a lot of times I've looked at things and I've felt like that it's not an altruistic effort, right? Oh, these people, these people, whether they be entrepreneurs or business, some, oh, they just want to sell more things. But in actuality, it's that they want to serve that person. They want yeah. to provide that person with an increased value over time, right? So we oftentimes talk about the value of the client mm -hmm. as business owners and entrepreneurs, but the same is true of the product or the, or the person selling it right? The client can look at you and say, your lifetime value to me. So for example, you and I have worked with, with Doug and the turnkey team mm -hmm. for a couple of different courses now, right? That immediately makes me look at them and say, wow, their lifetime value to me is considerable because their first course was so valuable that we went ahead and invested in their second course. And now we've learned so much more from that. So anyway, I think it's very interesting and it's great to look at it and see that from both sides as a relationship marketer, the more we can do to, to remain in those relationships and strengthen those bonds, the better off everybody is, not just the person making the money. Because it's people first, then profit. Yes, it is. Thank you, Janet. You're welcome on my podcast anytime. <laughs> uh, well, I'm really excited to tell everybody. So where can they find you first and foremost? So what's the best way to reach out to you? So the best email for me is coach at breakawaybusinesscoaching.com. Okay. So they can email me there. Are you on the social medias that you like people to find you? 
I am on LinkedIn awesome. as Janet Fish. Perfect. And we're going to put all these links in the show notes. Mm -hmm. We've obviously made reference to your Amazon best-selling book, second edition of Quit Your Day Job, The 10-Step Process to Achieve Financial Freedom. We're going to put that link as well. And it's a $14.97 investment that will likely change a lot of your behaviors. It's going to help educate you and it'll introduce you to Janet and her process that she's created to help everybody. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. Okay. So I wrap my podcast up the same way every week and that's with a lightning round. Okay. You look terrified. I, well, I don't know what that is, but I'm, I, I want to say I'm ready. Yes, you are. Of course you are. It's super fun. It's easy. I literally try to come up with a couple of questions off the top of my head that are very general and they're preference-based, so there's no right or wrong answers. So Janet, if you're going to go see a movie, is it a comedy or action? It's a comedy. Awesome. And if you're going to have a delicious glass of wine, is it red wine or white wine? Depends on what time of year. It is fall, as it is right now. Red yeah, me too. Well, not today because it's 98 degrees. Right. But real fall. Real fall. The, the non-Indian summer fall. Okay, so red wine for the fall. If you're going to have a delicious treat, is it dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Dark chocolate. Me too. You and I, we're going to get along great. We're absolutely going to get along great. The last question, is it beach or is it mountain? It's mountain. Yes. I'm a, I'm a South Lake Tahoe girl. Come on. I have to say that Lake Tahoe is one of the most beautiful bodies of water I've ever seen. That's true. But I used to live, I could get, I could leave my house and in 10 minutes be on the chairlift. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. Yeah. So yeah. you got the best of both worlds. Yeah, it was, it's, it was a great experience. The nine years I lived there. I'm so excited to read your book. We haven't known each other long enough for me to have already consumed your book, but I know I'm going to, I'm really excited about it. I want to thank you for being here today. I want thank to you. thank you for echoing so many of the sentiments that I believe in the people first and profit revolution. Uh, is there anything else you want to share with the audience today? I just want to say thank you. And I'm in, I've invited Don to, to be on my podcast. So I'm very much looking forward to that. So as soon as I get off the phone, I'm sending you a link so you can sign up. So I'm looking forward to have this conversation, but, but let's switch the microphones. Absolutely. I'm going to fill out that link as soon as I get it. With that, we're going to let Adam Wilmore take us out of here. Thanks again, Janet. All right. Thanks, Don. Thanks for listening to the People First in Profit podcast. If you like this episode, and I'm pretty sure you did, subscribe, review, and share it with your friends, fans, and followers wherever you get your podcasts. Check out the show notes for additional information about this week's guest, as well as a list of all the links and resources we discussed. Be sure to visit peoplefirstinprofit.com for a ton of great content, free resources, and links to the People First in Profit community. All right, I'm Adam Wilmore, and on behalf of your host, Don Mamoni, we'll see you next week. Thank you.